for, for, for the sake of my throat, I will try to make this quick. <laughs> mm. Title of my sex tape. <laughs> I'm Mito. I'm Hex. And I'm going to tell you everything that happens in The Scum Villain's Self-Saving System by Mo Xiang Tongxiu. Chapter 3, Goodwill. I was, okay, so the title, I wasn't really sure how to translate it. It's like, how gan, mm. like good feeling, mm-hmm. pause. Yeah, good, <laughs> good vibes. Yeah, yeah, affection. No, mm. not quite affection, but like, you mm. know. Like, like a camaraderie mm. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, we left off last time with Shen Qingzhou poisoned, but he has gained the positive attention of both Luo Binghe and Liu Qingge. Mm-hmm. He wakes up on... <laughs> Sorry, I just read my own notes. It says, Shen Qingzhou wakes up on Qingjing Peak. Ming Fan greets him weepy style. <laughs> Which is true. Luo Binghe comes running as well, um, but he stops himself at the door. Uh, Ming Fan's like, oh, Shizun, you're finally, finally awake. Oh, what are you doing here? Like, don't you know Shizun hates your face? Like, oh, he keeps sticking around here. Shen Qingzhou's like, just leave him alone. Ming Fan says, okay, I'll go get Yue Qingyuan, Liu Qingge, and Mu Qingfang. Mu Qingfang is the peak lord of Qiancao, which is another one of Cang Chong's 12 peaks. And he's that's like the medical practitioner's peak. Mm-hmm. And I guess we didn't really talk about this uh, address, the terms of address that they use for each other. Sancho's 12 peaks are hierarchical. So mm-hmm. the first peak, the second peak, the third, like that is in, in order of hierarchy. It's not necessarily clear what the hierarchy is based of, but I'm assuming it's just the order of how each peak joined the sect originally. Mm-hmm. So the first peak is Chongding, which Yue Qingyuan is the peak lord of. Mm-hmm. Second peak is Qingjing, which mm-hmm. Shen Qingzhou is the peak mm-hmm. lord of. And so that means in terms of hierarchy, all of the disciples under Qingjing, so Mingfan, would refer to Yue Qingyuan and Yue Qingyuan only as Shi Bo, mm. and all of the other peak lords as Shi Shu. Oh. Yeah, so Shi like Shu. older uncle versus younger uncle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but interestingly, not as a gender. It's not being used as a gendered term. Ah, just yeah, everybody. Yeah, everyone's an uncle. That's cute, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> foreshadowing Jingling's. Yeah, plot line. yeah. <laughs> Starting off strong with the, the uncles yeah. motif. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the theme of unclehood. Yes. <laughs> so right. So in this case, Ming Fan calls them Liu Shishu, Mu Shishu, and Zhang Men Shibo. And so Zhangmen means uh, Zhang, hmm. so the guy who's in charge of the door, <laughs> uh, the guy who's in charge yeah. of the sect. Yeah. Ming Fan goes to get the other peak lords. Luo Binghe is still hesitating at the door and Shen Jingqiu waves him in. It's like, what's going on? Do you have something to say? Luo Binghe drops to his knees and is like, Shizun, please forgive me. Like, this disciple has been so foolish and ignorant. Shen Jingqiu's like, mentally, like, you have been no such thing. Mm-hmm. Luo Binghe still is going on. 
I used to believe Shizun didn't care at all about me, and it wasn't until the fight that I understood Shizun's hard work and all of your good intentions. <laughs> Shen Qingxiao's like, I have intentions? Um, I sure would like to understand what you think my intentions are, but it's fine. Uh, Luo Bingha's like, from this day I will serve Shizun with complete and total devotion. Unlike before. Unlike before. <laughs> <laughs> and Shen Qingxiao's like, well, as long as you understand my intentions. Mm. <laughs> Not judge. <laughs> Uh, Lo Binghe gets up and is still kind of dawdling. Shen Xingqiu's like, what else is there? Lo Binghe's like, uh, I've prepared some porridge for you, but I don't know if you have an appetite. Shen Xingqiu, who technically doesn't have to eat because of his cultivation level, is still like, oh my god, food. We love food. Who doesn't love food? And agrees to have food brought to him. Uh, turns out Luo Binghe has been cooking a fresh bowl of porridge every other hour, just waiting for Shen Jingqiu to wake up. And he brings that porridge in now. Uh, Shen Jingqiu, he, he's like helping Shen Jingqiu up from the bed and is like about to hand feed him this porridge. <laughs> Shen Jingqiu's like, no homo, <laughs> and feeds himself. It's umami, it's filled with spices, it's got ginger, it's got green onions. Unlike the typical cuisine of Qingjing Peak, which is super bland, mm-hmm. Luo Binghe's cooking is literal chef's kiss. So Luo Binghe's like staring at him. Shen Qingqiu goes, it's good. Luo Binghe, eyes sparkly, goes, if Shizun likes it, I'll make something new for Shizun every day. <sighs> Mentally, Shen Qingqiu's like, um, don't say that, not to me. Um, that's how, that's the line you say to get chicks. Mm-hmm. In the original. But Luo Binghe's like, oh no, does Shizun not like it? Why do you look like you're panicking? Uh, but Shen Jingqiu ultimately is like, no, 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 no. I value food deeply. So yes, please keep cooking for me. Luo Binghe's happy again. Shen Jingqiu once again wants to pat his head. Mentally though, Shen Jingqiu pings the system and is like, so do we really have to go through the whole pushing him into the abyss bit of the plot? The system's like, if you don't do it, you'll lose 10,000 B points. Shen Jingqiu mentally thinks, like, this makes sense, right? He doesn't get a proper protagonist's arc if he Mm -hmm. never hits rock bottom, Mm -hmm. if he never finds the source of his power, uh, if he never finds the sword, if he never unlocks his true potential, Mm -hmm. he never makes a comeback, and then this whole story is meaningless. But at the same time, he's incredibly upset and guilty that he has to be responsible for ruining his little sunshine boy's life. Mm. Because functionally, right, if he doesn't trigger the protagonist's character arc, he dies by losing B-points. Mm-hmm. But the moment he triggers it, he thinks Wolving is going to come and hunt him down. Mm-hmm. The fellow peak lords arrive. So that's yeah, Liu Qingge, Yue Qingyuan, and Mu Qingfang. Yue Qingyuan beckons Mu Qingfang, the doctor, forward uh, to see to Shen Jingxiu. Uh, Shen Jingxiu's like, I'll be troubling you, Mu Shidi. Mu Qingfang's a little surprised by it, but, you know, starts taking his pulse. And after a while, his expression goes really solemn. Shen Jingxiu's like, so how am I doing? Is there a cure? Liu Qingyuan's like, the poison's called no cure. What do you think? And Shen Jingxiu goes, well, fine. How long do I have left then? Mu Qingfang's like... We may not be able to cure it, but we can suppress it. 
mentally, Shinjinjo was like, oh, that's a pretty sweet deal, actually.、Mm-hmm. I was fully expecting to die. Because in the original plot, no cure actually does have a cure. Let's look back on the original book、mm. and see how exactly Lo Binghu cured No Cure.、Mm-hmm. So, back in the novel, it's during the Immortal Alliance Conference when a Xiao Shimei from a different sect, in order to protect Lo Binghu from a stray demonic attack, gets herself poisoned by this No Cure. Lo Binghu feels really responsible for it and so takes her on this journey to go find. The singular, super rare flower that is the cure to this.、Mm-hmm. Incidentally, Shen Jingqiu would like to let the author of this novel know that he is completely overusing the singular, super rare flower that can cure XYZ trope、okay. because there are thousands of them, <laughs> and only a truly ridiculous human would remember every single one. <laughs> 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 Foreshadowing. <laughs> Luo Binghe takes the Xiao Shimei on this three-day, aka thirty-chapter journey、oh、to find the rare flower. And they're defeating demons. They're going through hardships. They're bonding, and they come to really care for each other. Finally, as the Xiao Shimei is growing weaker and weaker from the poison, Luo Binghe finds the super rare flower and feeds it to her. She eats it. But nothing happens. She's not better. It doesn't cure the poison. She's like, "Oh, I'm going to die." So in that case,、um, <laughs> there's one thing I've always wanted to do. Of course, it's to bang Lo Binghe, and Lo Binghe's like, "Well, if it's your last wish." <laughs> and so they, pa pa pa, and oh my god, miraculous cure. The、healing cock. Healing cock. <laughs> the girl gets better, and the poison is completely cleared from her system.、Uh, scientifically, it's because heavenly demons are so powerful, and so to a heavenly demon, that little bit of poison is nothing. Fuck it right out. <laughs> does it? Does it have to? Like, do they talk about it in terms of like dual cultivation, or it's just like? It's just, fully, just, it's fully just like his like semen. <laughs> does this. Yeah, I don't know if it's specifically the injection of semen. <laughs> Could just be the whole. I do think holistic fucking、yes. experience. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I do think there are elements of the whole dual cultivation thing because.、Mm. Um, not only did the fucking neutralize the poison,、um, the girl had also just eaten the super rare flower,、mm-hmm. and that in turn boosted Lo Binghe's cultivation through just sexual absorption. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Sexual healing. So that sounds good. So Shen Jingqiu mentally is like, was this stupid? Yes. Was it satisfying? But it was stupid. So the only cure to no cure is having sex with a protagonist. Ha 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 ha!、Mm. Could never be me. Lol. Mu Xingfang's like, hi, excuse me. <laughs> can can we come back to this plot, please? Mu <laughs>、um, Xingfang gives Shen Qingxiu his prescription,、mm-hmm. his medicine, and he needs to find another cultivator with strong enough spiritual energy to help him circulate his own. Spiritual energy. 
However, the lasting side effect of this poison is that unpredictably and occasionally, Shen Qingzhou is going to experience qi blockage. Mm. So it's just he's not going to be able to access his spiritual energy at random points. Mm-hmm. All of the other peak lords are kind of waiting for Shen Xingqiu's negative reaction to this, because this is pretty devastating mm-hmm. for um, a really powerful cultivator. Mm-hmm. But Shen Xingqiu is like, oh, cool. <laughs> Sounds great. I'm not going to die. Love it. Yeah. But Yue Qingyuan goes on. It's like, oh, I, I should never have left this mountain. Shen Xingqiu is like, that is, like, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Mu Xingfang's like, no, no, no. I should be a better doctor. Shen Xingqiu's like, not your fault either. They go back and forth like this for a while until Liu Qingge, sitting alone on the sidelines, goes, no one outside of the 12 peak lords can know about this mm-hmm. for Shen Qingzhou's own safety. Mm-hmm. Yue Qingyuan offers Shen Qingzhou retirement. It's like, you know, now that you've been poisoned, do you think you still want to do this job? And the original goods might have reacted very poorly to this, mm-hmm. because it sounds like he's trying to, you know, take away some of his power. Mm-hmm. But now that it's Shen Yun as Shen Qingzhou, he sees Yue Qingyun's good intentions. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. I appreciate the concern. I'll be fine. Yue Qingyun and Mu Qingfang take their leave. Liu Qingge stays. And... No, dramatic glass setting down noise. Okay. Liu Qingge says, if it weren't for the fact that I can't sense any ghostly energy here, I would think that you've been possessed. Hey. Foreshadowing once more to Mo Dao Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, mentally, Shen Xingzhou's like, well, you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well spotted. Liu yes. <laughs> Qingge goes on. First, it was me in the Lingxi Caves. Then you save this nameless disciple at the risk of your own life. And now the poison's going to fuck with your cultivation. You should be furious, but you're not. Shen Jingzhou's like, time to change the topic. That nameless disciple of mine won't be nameless for long. Liu Xingge is like, sure, he's built well for cultivation, but there are plenty of students at the same level of talent. And mentally, Shen Qingzhou is like, uh-oh, I saved Liu Xingge. I do feel kind of responsible for his life now. If he underestimates the protagonist going forward, what if Lo Binghe ends up killing him again? Yeah. So he's like, I gotta warn this guy. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, 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 Liu Qingge. Like, Liu Shidi, mm-hmm. trust me. He's mm-hmm. going to be the best. He's going to be so good. In fact, if you can, like, help him out and train him some more. Outside the door... Ming Fan overhears this. Furious, jealous. Mm. He storms off to go pick on Lo Binghe. Mm. He's like, you know, why is this firewood shack all empty? Fill it to the top with firewood. Lo Binghe's like, if I fill this whole shack, where will I sleep? (laughs) (laughs) And then Ming Fan's like, fill the water tanks. We're all out of water. Lo Binghe's like, I just filled it. He's like, no, do it again. Go. Lo Binghe obediently goes, and he's actually in kind of a good mood because to him, everything now is training yeah, from his he's special. Because he's special yeah. from his beloved master. Yeah. He's like, I see this. This is good for me. 
And because he goes off so obediently, Ming Fan is still, like, is even angrier. Mm. He starts muttering to himself. He's like, I don't know what Shizun sees in him anyways. Like, why is Shizun talking him up to Liu Shishu? <laughs> why is Shizun asking Liu Shishu to train him all extra special? Like, yeah. Lo Bingho overhears all this. And he's like, oh my god, Shizun <laughs> loves me. Yeah. Okay, this is such a tangent, but... You know the like the Chad skits on SNL. Is, is his name Chad? The one where Pete Davidson just plays the guy who like doesn't react to anything, and then everyone falls in love with him. I have not seen this. Okay, well then, irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore me. No, no, no. The audience will know. Um, I feel like his like 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 loving his process of falling in love with his shit's one is very that where he's just like. You know, like, really, like, not actually being very expressive. But then he's just like, oh, I understand. Shen Xingqiu giving him, like, basically nothing. Yes. He's like, wow. He's just like, you know, he's like, he's like, he's like, go to, go to the store. He's like, oh my god, stop us. <laughs> <laughs> my notes here does say hard labor. More like hard labor. <laughs> Because there was a line in the novel <laughs> that's like, if Shen Qingqiu could see Luo Binghe all giddy as he's hoisting all this water around, he would think he's a masochist. Hey. Um, okay, so the day passes, people come and ask how he's doing, blah blah blah, and after a long day, Shen Qingqiu finally gets to lay down and get some restful sleep. Like hell, <laughs> he blinks and wakes up in this weird, abstract, formless space. He pings a system, like, what's going on? System's like, you're in the dream realm. Shen Qingqiu's like, yeah, I can tell I'm in the dream realm. What's going on? Luo Binghe suddenly appears in the formless chaos um, and runs towards Shen Qingqiu, Super excited to see him. He sees Shen Qingqiu and comes running like a chick to its mother. Oh. <laughs> is Shen Qingqiu's mental description of yeah. this. Um, and he, so Luo Bingho's actually been stuck here for a while now. And so is really relieved to see his Shizun arrive. Shen Qingqiu, meanwhile, his heart's sinking. He's like, uh-oh, I know what plot this is. Mm-hmm. He proceeds to spoil it with great joy. Mm-hmm. He's like... Okay, so this is a dream. This is your dream. Someone's tampered with it. Probably a demon. I sense demonic energy. Luo Binghe's like, demons! So wicked. Yeah. All of them are wicked. Yeah, I hate those guys. I hate those. And Shen Jingqiu's like, oh, not necessarily. Demons aren't necessarily all horrible uh, or have wicked intentions. In fact, (laughs) this one that pulled you in here might have the opposite kind of intentions. Lo Binghe's like, oh my god, you're so mysterious and sexy, and doesn't ask any more questions. <laughs> but mentally, Shen Jingqiu is like, well, the person who tampered with your dream was Sha Hualing, and she's interested in you, so of course she's pulled you in here. But then Shen Jingqiu proceeds to lay out the stakes. Normally, I can break out of a dream, no problem, but this dream in particular is so powerful that destroying the core of it in any way can and will trap us both here forever. Mm. Inception style. Nice. 
and Luo Binghe is like feeling incredibly guilty for getting Shen Jingqiu involved. Shen Jingqiu is like, don't worry about it, let's just go. Like, we're here already, let's just keep going. The system comes online, it's like, you've entered the dream demon's dream. Your mission is to help Luo Binghe escape, or you lose a thousand points. Mm. Shen Jingqiu is like, I know, and I hate you, and you've given me the wrong script. I'm supposed to be the horrible, unlikable villain here. In the original storyline, the person Luo Binghe subconsciously drags into the dream is the person he cares the most about and trusts the most. Hmm. Is there a bug here? Why am I... <laughs> the system's like, nope, there's no bug. Just, just roll with it. Mm-hmm. Shen Jingqiu mentally is like, oh man, I would normally blame Airplane for this. But I can see that this is my fault. Not even he would want his good, fresh stallion protagonist to be fucking around with some random villain (laughs) instead of a pretty lady. (laughs) So they go on into the dream. Everything's kind of formless and abstract and kaleidoscoping around them. Out from the chaos, a set of city gates suddenly appear. Luo Binghe turns to Shen Jingqiu for guidance. Shen Jingqiu is like, we'll deal with whatever's in there. Let's go. Luo Binghe recognizes this city because this is the city that he grew up begging in. Mm. He was, you know, a street urchin. They walk through the city and pass by a lot of people, but none of these people have faces. It's just this weird, amorphous twistingness, mm. nothingness. Mm-hmm. And Luo Binghe asks Shen Jingqiu, like... What are those things? What's going on? Shen Jingqiu explains that in dreams, it's pretty much impossible to give detail to living beings. Mm-hmm. That takes an incredible amount of power. However, this dream is already taking an incredible amount of power. Not anyone can create an entire city. Only one person could do this, and that's Meng Mo, mm-hmm. aka Dream Demon. Momo's story is that he used to be an incredible cultivator, but during one of his ascendance trials, his mortal body was obliterated by lightning. And so his soul, his the core of his being, goes from dream to dream. Still incredibly powerful, but going from dream to dream is how he absorbs enough spiritual energy to sustain himself. Mm. And of course, in the original novel, Momo is just the old man mentor figure. Mm. He shows up, conveniently loves loving her and teaches him all of his skills um, and then goes on to become an advisor of sorts to loving her. Mm. Loving her suddenly says, "Oh, I see someone with I see someone with a face." Shen Jingqiu is like, okay, let's go follow them. They follow these four boys with faces to this alley where they're beating up this fifth boy who's just cowering on the ground. Luo Binghe is like, I don't think they can see us. And also I thought that Momo can't create faces. So who are these people? Shen Jingqiu, deep sigh, is like, no, those aren't created by Momo. Look a little closer. Luo Binghe does and just goes pale because he recognizes those boys mm-hmm. and he recognizes the last boy on the ground and that's himself. Mm-hmm. So, of course, these are figures from Luo Binghe's memory and Momo is pulling out his inner demons and populating the dream with them. 
Shenjing Zhou's growing concerned because Luo Bing He's like stops responding to him. The scene promptly switches to this old ramshackle little hut with like one rickety bed, one rickety table, one stool, and there's an older woman lying in bed and she looks frail. But she tries to get up and Luo Bing He rushes in and is like, Mom, no, 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 like you said you were going to rest. And the older woman's like, well... I'm useless just lying around. I thought I would get some washing done. Loping has like, no, no, I already took care of the washing. You promised you would rest. How about, how about some food? Are you hungry? The mom mentions the young master of the house having eaten porridge earlier and, oh, maybe there's some leftover in the kitchen, but don't worry if there isn't. Just bring me some water or something. And Loping runs and tries to go get the porridge. Then everything starts spiraling out of control because, of course, in Lo Binghe's memory, the young master mocks him for trying to get that food in the first place, wouldn't let him go feed his mother. All that is overlapping with images of bullies on the streets, of bullies at Sangxiong mm-hmm. being physically beaten, being punished. All of these bad memories are surfacing because the purpose of the dream is to get inside Luo Binghe's head, get Luo Binghe to lose control, and attack himself. Attack all of these figures that he's populated the dreamscape with. Mm -hmm. And so if he attacks any of these people, he's functionally hurting himself. Shen Jingzhou keeps trying to snap him out of it. Like, mm-hmm. concentrate. Like, that's not your mom. This, these are all just memories. But all of the old resentments and fury and fear and despair just starts piling up. And Luo Binghe loses control and pulls back his fist and, you know, sends this spiritual energy attack towards the bad visions. Mm-hmm. Shen Jingzhou knows that if this attack lands... And Luo Binghe seriously injures himself. The dream collapses. They're both stuck in here forever. Shen Qingzhou jumps in front of the attack and takes the hit. Mm. The dream shatters. Luo Binghe snaps back to attention and is like, Shizun, why didn't you direct the attack back at me? Mm. You know, it was a spiritual energy attack. And so a cultivator, a skilled cultivator could easily have turned that back on him. Shen Qingzhou's like, foolish child... I was trying to protect you. Why would I hurt you? Loving her continues spiraling. This is all my fault. Shen Jingzhou is like, no, it's not your fault. It's whatever demons in here. But if you want to do your best to avoid something like this happening again in the future, you just have to get stronger. Cue determination mode. <laughs> all that protagonist energy of, yes, I will never let this happen again. Shen Jingzhou's super touched. She's like, oh my gosh. Okay, yeah, I may have gotten the wrong script, but I think I also got the wrong benefits package here. (laughs) (laughs) I get the protagonist's protection. This feels kind of nice. But then he's like, well, I have to be the one to push you down the abyss in the future. So he says to Luo Binghe, you don't actually have to worry that much about getting stronger because if I'm here... I can protect you. Mm. Because he's... Shen Jingzhou's feeling all precious about his little white lotus, Luo Binghe, mm-hmm. and like already grieving losing him oh. because in the future he'll 
become like the blackened, mm -hmm. vengeful protagonist. Mm -hmm. But of course, Lo Bing Ho is shook, flushes bright red. It's like, oh my god, you care about me so much. <laughs> Then Meng Mo arrives. It's just this voice coming from the ether, like, ooh, a youngster that can break my barrier? Let's see what you're made of. All that. Um, he knocks Shen Qingqiu out and not physically, just sends Shen Qingqiu into a dream within a dream. Mm. Shen Qingqiu is out for the count, leaving just Luo Binghe and Meng Mo. Meng Mo is like, I've seen your memories of this Shizun. Like, while I have him knocked out, shall I just get rid of him for you? Luo Binghe is like, no, 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 you've misunderstood everything. Shizun's not like that. Um, he actually protected me, and he believes in me, and he saved me twice. Mom was like, okay, anyways, uh, there's something demonic about you, and it's sealed away, but I'm interested. Luo Binghe is like, uh, Shizun says I shouldn't talk to strange demons. <laughs> Mom was like, can you shut up about your Shizun for three seconds, A, and also B, Regarding your weird demonic vibes, I want to teach you demonic cultivation and make you stronger. You'll be super powerful. How about it, kid? Luo Binghe's like, I'll be powerful? No, I can't. Shizun hates demons. Oh. Momo was like, okay, but if you don't learn how to repress and work with this demonic thing sealed inside of you, you're going to lose control of it one day. And once you do, your Shizun's probably going to kill you. Mm. Loving her, you know, the manga effect of the glinting eyes. <laughs> Why do you want me so badly? Oh, I see how this is. You have been going from dream to dream because you don't have a physical body. But every time you have to hop to a different consciousness, it's probably costing you some power. Mm. You want to find a permanent host, don't mm. you? Momo was like, that may be true. But uh, I'll give you an opportunity to think my offer over. He drops his last threat. If you give me an answer I don't like, I can still seal your Shizun's consciousness away forever. Mm. Luo Binghe goes stone cold. This bargain's between you and me. The second you touch a single hair on my Shizun's head, it's over. Mm. And Momo cackling is like, oh, <laughs> you got a temper. Cool. <laughs> Scene cut. Shen Qingqiu wakes up in cold sweat. He's like, his dream within a dream has been like flesh-eating hornets and being like out trying to outrun a boulder running downhill. And then on top of that, becoming a human stick again. Mm. And the dream itself was super vivid. And he didn't see Luo Binghe's face in the dream, but he could like smell his own rotting flesh. And so the second he wakes up, he throws himself off the bed, vomiting. Mm. System's like, congratulations, you succeeded in your mission. Here are some points. Shen Qingqiu's like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. I don't want to think about that right now. Mm. But then Luo Binghe comes running in. It's like, Shizun, are you okay? Tries to help him up. Shen Qingqiu's still caught in the throes of this PTSD and pushes Luo Binghe's hand away and wouldn't really look at Luo Binghe. Mm -hmm. It's like, don't worry about me, I'm fine. Luo Binghe is flustered, doesn't really know what to do, but Shen Qingqiu quickly gathers himself and takes Luo Binghe's pulse. It's like, so you got away in the end, are you okay? 
tries to send some demonic energy, but Momo did a really good job of covering all that up. So Shen Qingqiu doesn't sense anything. Luo Binghe is like, no, no, don't worry, I'm fine. Then Shizun, are all demons evil? Do they really not deserve to exist in this world? Mm. Shen Qingqiu replies, if you remember nothing else of my teachings, remember this. There is no being in this world that doesn't have the right to exist. Humans mm. or demons or mm. otherwise. Love is love. Love is love. <laughs> <laughs> Mentally, Shenzhou's like, yeah, I know that's kind of a cliche, but the kid's mixed blood. Mm. Like, he needs to know this so the resentment doesn't build. I don't want him to go down a self-destructive path. Mm-hmm. And also, if he comes to truly believe this, maybe he won't hate me as much going forward. Mm-hmm. Shen Qingqiu says to Luo Binghe, and also demons have all this natural power, it'd be nice if they can put it to good use. Mm. Uh, now if there's nothing else, it's been a long day, we should both rest. Luo Binghe bows and takes his leave, but as he's exiting, Shen Qingqiu's like, wait, come back. The dorms are that way. Where are you going? Luo Binghe's like, I'm going to the kitchen so I can prepare Shizun's breakfast for tomorrow. Shen Jingxiu's like, quit messing around, go to bed. And also, come to think of it, you've been sleeping in the firewood shack. So tomorrow, grab all of your stuff and come to me. You can move into the side room of my bamboo hut. <laughs> Luo Binghe throws himself at Shen Jingxiu, gives him this huge bear hug. Shen Jingxiu's completely taken aback. He's like, wow, the first bear hug of my life. It's not from a cute girl, but it's from this guy who is also super adorable. He is so cute. Look at this little guy. He's so cute. It goes on a little spiel about how adorable Luo Binghe is. The next day, Luo Binghe moves in. Everybody's shook, but Luo Binghe's sleeping happily in his comfortable new bed. He's never slept in a bed before. Oh my god. Um, and a few days passes, and Momo comes to find him in a dream again. Mm. Luo Binghe's like, yes, I'll take your deal. I consent to being trained by you. I'll be your host. However, my one condition is I will not call you Shifu, Shizun, because mm. I already have mine. Oh. And Momo's like, I feel like your side hoe. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no titles, but whatever. Let's just, it's fine. Um, mentally thinks about how much Luo Binghe is a little white lotus, mm-hmm. puppy dog sunshines in front of Shen Qingqiu, but to anybody else, that's a different story. Mm. End chapter. Hey, 